The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Inspired, informed, motivated, and recharged on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Every day is a stellar day on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Let's get this party started. Cynthia will be back to kick it all off after this break. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Are you wondering how to jumpstart your life while bringing more excitement and joy into every moment? Join the Goddess Gals, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, each week on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You'll hear from the experts and authors that inspire and motivate you to be your greatest, unique self. Plus, in Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew, Cynthia and Heather tackle the topics and tips that make a difference. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Radio, Studio the World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, hello, Power Partners. I am Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and with me is my co-host and adorable daughter, Heather Brittany. Hello, hello. In today's show, we are going to be talking about contraception and birth control. Heather knows a lot about this, being a reproductive health specialist. We're going to go to Ireland to talk to the international bestseller Lorna Byrne of uh, the book Angels in My Hair, which is a true story of a modern-day Irish mystic. And then we are going throughout history to the bone-crushing age of antiquity to the sack-tearing modern era with the book Badass. The sixth annual essay contest is underway. You only have a few more days. Go to bethestarur.org. We are talking in the essay contest about heroes and mentors. Who is your hero? 
Who do you look up to? So we hope that you will get involved. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you to be the star of your own life. For more information, visit star-style.com. It's from the Greek philosopher Aristotle. Dignity is not built on possessing honors, but on the awareness that you deserve them. How true that is. Well, Heather, I want to launch right into our topic for today because it is an important topic in today's world where we have an exploding population. We have people starving from hunger and a lot of poverty. And it has become, you know, definitely something that we have to know about birth control methods. It's not enough just to keep our legs crossed anymore, and there's many safe, <laughs> safe methods uh, to do this. So let's, uh, let's hear what, what is available out there for both men and women. Well, men are more limited. It's much more about relying on their partner and condom use. For women, there's a lot more options, as in if anything's to happen, that women um, are the ones who become impregnated. Condoms are the only form of contraception which prevents against sexually transmitted infections. Um, so why uh, when people are in monogamous relationships, we always still promote condom use because it is the only form of birth control that not only prevents against pregnancy but also um, prevents against sexually transmitted infections. Here, um, in today's age, as we kind of covered last time, of how whenever I ask my patients, you know, what um, what kind of birth control do you want, they just say birth control, and that means pills. They always think the only thing out there is pills. That's all there ever is or was, and that's simply not true. Um, here, currently, there's pills, patches, rings, the depot shot, an IEC, formerly known as an IUD, um, as well as the implanon, which is a rod that's inserted into the arm. So I can break down all the, the interesting, all the fun stuff available. And why one thing is there's so many different options out there is because everyone's body chemistry is different. Everyone's lifestyle is different. Why one person um, may feel completely comfortable taking a pill every single day. Another person, you know, they might just have a forgetful memory. They have a hard time. They have a thing with pills. They can't swallow them. Or sometimes, you know, due to family history with blood clots or high blood pressure, it isn't safe for us to put them um, on an oral contraception. So there's, that's why when, when you go to your doctor, they ask you so many questions. We do so many physical things. It isn't because we're nosy um, or, you know, we just want to know your weight and your blood pressure. It's because we want to make sure what you're putting into your body, um, you know, isn't only protecting you from pregnancy, but also isn't going to harm you either. So what um, you're saying, what... it's really important when someone goes to a physician to make sure that you're telling the whole truth and nothing but the truth because they're there to help you get the best service and the best product for your body and your circumstances. Exactly, correct. And that's why, some, you know, a lot of times people, you know, they're afraid to be honest with um, their uh, gynecologist or their health because they don't want to be judged. But it's really important. We need to know this information and make sure we're assessing we're giving you the best health care possible. Um, so other things, so with pills, um, pills are something you would take every single day. There's 20, there's 21 active pills and seven um, placebo pills during that seven days is when you would have your period. But in today's society, women are less wanting periods. And so now they make um, pills where you can only get four periods a month, or four periods a month, four periods a year, or um, it's called cycling through. What it means is when you get to your placebo pills, instead of taking the sugar pills, you just start up a new pack and um, continue on the active pills, and this will prevent your body from having a period. 
women have been socially conditioned into believing they need to have a period every single month. That's simply not true. And with certain um, birth control methods, actually prevent that from happening, such as the Depo. Depo-Provera is a progestin-only um, shot. That shot, um, usually the first three months that a woman tries that out, she'll have a lot of spotting, and then eventually she'll have no period at all. Instead of having to take a pill every single day, you just come in uh, every once every three months. We give you a shot, and your body is fully protected um, for the next uh, six up to 16 weeks. So, again, that's a great method um, for people who don't want to be taking estrogen or people, again, that... The biggest thing is that a lot of women, your birth control is only as effective as you allow it to be. And a lot of people, you know, they just, they do the pill because that's what they've always thought. And really it isn't good for them because they forget to take it or they lose it and all that kind of stuff. What are the dangers uh, around, you know, oral contraception now? Is it still the same as it was when it was first, you know, discovered? Is it safer? Or does it really depend on family history? Well, everything, you know, as with all form of birth control, anytime you're putting any hormone, anything foreign into your body, there's always risks as well as um, benefits. And that's why, you know, we really, you know, we want to find out things. High blood, if you have high blood pressure, um, you know, some of the warning things that make it harder for us to administer um, oral contraception to you is if you are a tobacco user, especially if you're a woman over 35. There are so many things that we've discussed before about reasons not to smoke. Um, you know, the list goes on and on, but especially when it comes to contraception, um, because you're putting yourself at risk for blood clots or stroke, and that's just simply not worth it. If you have a history of high blood pressure or high cholesterol, and also um, diabetes or just being over the age of 35, again, um, your health factors change at that age, and we want to, you know, keep a better eye on you um, to make sure, you know, nothing's going to happen. How um, long so- can someone be on birth control? Do you need to change it up? Do you need no. to change from your no. year? No, and that's a big thing, too. A lot of women think, oh, you know, I've been on this for 10 years. It's probably not as effective. It's simply not true. Um, but one thing that's interesting, what we've discovered with um, different oral contraceptions, it isn't that um, your birth control becomes less effective. It might not be, ha- it, it will always be protecting you the same way um, in a contraception way. But certain things of when, let's say you went on a pill when you were 16 years old, well, your hormone levels, you as a person and all the things in your body are much different. So at the time, this pill might have been helping with mood swings or acne or bloating. Well, now that you are a 30-year-old woman, that might not, the pill might be not having the same uh, feeling affecting it. Some women come in, they say, you know, I'm starting to break out or I've been kind of feeling depressed lately. Is that your pill could be having that effect on you now. It's still protecting your body against pregnancy, but certain factors that were once good might have faded away. So sometimes it is good to mix things up. Um, with the depo, however, we um, we like to have people t- take a break from it or to make sure that if they're on it that they are taking calcium supplements because when you're on depo, for whatever reason, um, it prevents your body from having full calcium absorption. So we need you to take a, just a simple calcium supplement every day, and that should help you um, from preventing bone loss. Um, one thing that's really great now is the NuvaRing. Um, it's a small vaginal ring. Yeah, talk about that because people don't know about it. Yeah, the it's a small vaginal ring. You insert it up. Um, it's and that's one thing too is that I have to say at least eight out of ten of my patients who are on the NuvaRing love it. They don't know why they've ever done anything else before. But that other two percent has their kind of worries is that you have to be comfortable with yourself. Is that you are going to be inserting um, the small plastic ring up 
into the vagina. It sits at the top of the vaginal wall. It stays there for three weeks. At the end of the third week, you pull it out, and that's when you would have your period. A lot of women like it because instead of pills where you have kind of ups and downs of the hormone levels, it's just it's heat activated, and it's just a slow, steady re- release of hormones throughout the month. So you don't so, have mood swings? Is that what you're saying? No mood swings? I, yeah, well, a lot of people, you know, they kind of get spikes and, the, you know, the different, exactly, the mood swings with it. And people say, you know, they like this because... Um, it's just a slow, steady release. And the same makers that make the Nuvering also make this thing called the Implanon. Now, the Implanon, it's a small rod. Throughout it, they've been around since the 80s, but it's it's gone from being five rods to three rods to now just a singular plastic rod um, that's inserted into the arm. And it's just a small little incision. They put it in. It's good for up to three years. It can be removed at any time, but up for three years, your body is fully protected. And um, it's, you know, very small scarring. And so, again, it's great for people, um, you know, who can't, you know, have a hard time taking things or they're going to be traveling, they're going to be going out of the country. It's And um, as similar with that is the IUC, formerly known as the IUD. There's two forms of it, one with hormones and one that's non-hormonal. So the non-hormonal, which is made of copper, copper is the oldest form of birth control and worldwide is the most commonly used. Um, this is great for women who have all these different um, health histories who can't take hormones. Or some people just say, you know, I don't want to be putting hormones into my body. I want to have, you know, a natural method. Um, so it's a small little T-shaped, either uh, plastic with the hormones or copper, which is non-hormonal. Um, it's inserted up into the cervix. It stays in the cervix. The one with copper is good for up to 12 years. The one um, with hormones is good for up to five years. So basically, um, if you're gonna, if you're considering something like this, one of your, you, one of the, um, the ramifications is, is that you have to have some kind of, of child planning because you're not going to uh, be able to get pregnant for that amount of years. I imagine you can remove it, and how long yeah, it does it take to get your body back? Um, it can be removed at any time. It's it's just to say it's good for up to that long, but it can be removed at any time. And yes, there the chances are, you know, it's like zero 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 point one of while insertion. Um, that someone can become pregnant. So you will not become pregnant when this is inside of you. Um, but there's been cases that, you know, within a week, which is it's removed, people have been able to get pregnant. So it's a great long-term, but also it's one of the most effective but also reversible forms of birth control for people, for whatever reason, they don't want to um, be having a child for a certain amount of time, but now they're at this point, they have it removed. It's also a great method, too, for people who have had children um, because the cervix uh, it will be slightly stressed after having children. So it's more comfortable um, to have it inserted. Also, uh, over the years, they've reworked it. Before, a big problem was that the string that it was used, there's a small string that they ask you just once a month to just kind of feel up inside to make sure nothing has moved. Well, it used to be made of just a yarn string, and that was um, very susceptible to con- con- uh, catching bacteria. And women, you know, were getting bacteria up into the cervix and having horrific um, reactions to this. Now they've reworked it and they have a new string system. Um, so it's very, the, the chances of infection and disease are very low. But still we always, rec- we recommend this more higher with people that are either married or in a long-term monogamous relationship because there's less chance of infection and disease spread. So there's now, so many- it's so exciting, Heather, that there are these all these methods available today, and so people really have choices, and they can decide, you know, people can do better planning of their families, which is really important. 
Would you give out uh, websites, it, that, you know, that um, our websites and then a website uh, possibly for Planned definitely, Parenthood? Definitely, definitely. Well, if you're interested about anything, just kind of reading up on your own as well as anything regarding sexually transmitted infections, testing, um, you know, there's been a lot of information put out now about when to get tested and treated for things. Um, you can go to plans.org. That's the Planned Parenthood website. As well, you can go to ours, be the star you are dot com, be the star you are dot org, myspace.com forward slash Carmony Clutches, both with a K. And you can get all your information there, and hopefully we can help you out. Well, thank you. This is such great information because our goal here at Star Style, be the star you are, is to keep you healthy happy and living a long, prosperous, blessed life. So, uh, you know, having good health is part of all of that. Heather, excellent information. You know, really thank you for being so diligent and um, so caring about this. When we return, we're going to go to the Emerald Isle to meet a modern-day mystic that's going to introduce us to talking to our angels. I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Shine your wings up, because when we come back, we're going to be with some heavenly hosts. Back in a bit. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Is your sexual relationship satisfying? Do you have a nagging question about sex and you can't find the answer? Tune into Sex in Our Cities with hosts Donna Kane Francis and Robin Potter Kimball. Two advanced practice registered nurses are here to answer all of your questions about sex and relationships. Each issue will be presented in an objective, unbiased perspective designed to educate and empower you to make healthy decisions and bring about change in your life. Sex in Our Cities is broadcast live Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. We go through so much stress in our lives, at work, at home, inside, outside, the kids, the pets, the boss, the bills. Are we destined to live a life of stress? No! We can live for our magical moments. Take a load of the stress off every week as we discover and uncover the stress in our lives. Host Heather Luzchek will deconstruct the issues that are bringing you stress in your life, unravel them, and bring you a life of bliss. Tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern for Magical Moments on the World Talk Radio variety channel let's take a look at two words sound blessings sound is a tone reverberation or resonance it can also be referred to as healthy well-founded valid or reasonable 
Blessings are gifts or benefits, something that brings help, appreciation, or well-being. Every week, tune in to Sound Blessings, the radio program, with host Dr. Karen Norum. It's a journey, entertainment, and something to think about. Let Karen and her guests raise your vibrations every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Most people lack any joy at work, yet most Americans spend over 60% of their waking lives working, much of it lifeless and burdensome. There is a way to find joy at work. Join host organizational effectiveness consultant Jeff Pelletier each week for God's Work in Progress. The purpose of this program is to help integrate the excellence of faith and work, to bring life, light, love, excellence, and the power of God into the workplace where it has always belonged. Tune in Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Annie Armin, live. Teens, you have got to tune into this show and listen to your fellow teens. If you're out there confused because somebody is trying to put doubts in you, making you think that you can't do what you want to do, get it straight. You can, you will, and you will get it done no matter what. And don't ever give up because you're not alone. Don't miss Annie Armin live on Voice America, Wednesdays from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Total career success. What does it mean to you? World Talk Radio presents a radio program dedicated to help you achieve your career goal. Even in times of economic uncertainty, you can achieve your financial goals. Whether you're a college grad, new in the working environment, or a top-level executive, you will benefit from the practical and proven advice on job search and career advancement. Join Ken and Cheryl Dawson every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for Total Career Success on World Talk Radio. Love old cars and want to know more about them? Thinking about investing in your dream car but don't know if it's a smart decision? Want to fix up that classic that's just rotting away in your garage but don't know how to get started? You need Resto Talk. Every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, Melvin Benziquin, the restoration expert, will address these topics and more and invite prestigious guests from the automotive industry to answer all of your questions and provide you with great quality information. Get your motor started with Resto Talk on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Are you wondering how to jumpstart your life while bringing more excitement and joy into every moment? Join the Goddess Gals, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, each week on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are. You'll hear from the experts and authors that inspire and motivate you to be your greatest, unique self. Plus, in Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew, Cynthia and Heather tackle the topics and tips that make a difference. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Radio, Studio. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Introducing the Green Talk Network. 
environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit thegreentalknetwork.com and tune in to help spread the green. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. You know how to have meetings. Well, meetings cost money, yet they are necessary. Here are some pointers to keep meetings as productive as possible. Start on time. Provide minutes from last meetings two days before. Pass out a written agenda. Keep to the meeting points. Each person has the opportunity to speak without interruptions. Problems addressed must be accompanied by solutions. Don't use cell phones. Turn them off. If you have pagers or, or, or iPods, no distractions allowed. And no one should dominate a, woman, uh, a meeting. Everyone participates. Keep the forum upbeat and positive, and finally, end your meetings on time. Don't take the valuable time for granted. Complete your projects to satisfaction by conducting meaningful meetings. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan from Star Style with another business bite. For more information on coaching and consultations, visit star-style.com. Is your sexual relationship satisfying? Do you have a nagging question about sex and you can't find the answer? Tune into Sex in Our Cities with hosts Donna Kane Francis and Robin Potter Kimball. Two advanced practice registered nurses are here to answer all of your questions about sex and relationships. Each issue will be presented in an objective, unbiased perspective designed to educate and empower you to make healthy decisions and bring about change in your life. Sex in Our Cities is broadcast live Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the star you are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, thank you so much for staying with us. You'll be glad that you did. I am Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. With me is Lorna Byrne. She is the international bestseller of the book, Angels in My Hair, which is her true story of growing up seeing and talking to angels, despite the fact that no one else seemed to be doing it. It was very natural to her. Welcome, Lorna, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. 
Hello, Cynthia. Lovely to talk with you. Well, it's so great to talk with you, and I know it took a little bit of time here. I think we had some heavenly intervention to get you on the air. Lorna is is on, with us from Ireland, one of my favorite countries, the Emerald Isle. I feel like I've always been an honorary Irish woman. I was taught by Irish nuns and have so many friends there in Ireland. So, Lorna, I, I was so fascinated by your story because when I think about Ireland... I always think of the children growing up, you know, talking to leprechauns and the fairies, et cetera, and yet you didn't talk to anybody about what you saw and what you heard as a little girl because you were being considered that you were dyslectic and actually diagnosed as retarded. That had to be so hurtful. Um, I suppose, yes, it was, um, you know, as I got older when I understood but you have to remember, the angels had told me to keep it a secret. And as a young child, um, I didn't understand why. Um, I was dyslexic, but you have to remember, in Ireland that time, they really didn't know about that. So if a child was slow in any way, they were considered um, retarded. And this is you why the, that the angels had said you had to keep quiet, because otherwise your family would send you away to a mental institution. Yes. Yes, that that is the the reason they knew um, and understood what I didn't. You have to remember, I, I was I was so young, and um, you know, all if I can say is I saw them from the moment I opened my eyes. I, I can never recall any time not seeing angels at all. I see them ev- every day of the week, and I suppose that's one of the most important messages in the book and gives people great hope is for them, you know to realize that they have a guardian angel. You well, know, and not just and a guardian, guardian angel, but so them. many angels around them. And this is what I really love about your book. I, I absolutely, you know, from the time I was a little girl, too, I've, I've always believed in angels. I actually am wearing a shirt right now that says believe and has angels on it. My office has <laughs> angels everywhere. I've always believed them, but I believe in them, and I talk to my angels, but I've never seen them. I've never seen the angels, and I really want to see the angels. Is there is there a way that you recommend? I mean, I know for you they just appear. You see them all the time. I see I see them all all of the time, and I often say to the angels, you know, why can't everybody else see them? And um, I'm just being told that everybody else is not allowed just at the moment. But yes, I know people all over the world um, are becoming more and more aware of the angels, and you get more people reporting that that they have seen an angel. And you have to remember, children see angels because they have just come from heaven. Yeah, you know, I wanted to talk about that because I thought this is such a it was interesting. I mean, what people have to know about the book, we're talking to Lorna Byrne. Her uh, book is Angels in My Hair that this is her account of growing up from the time she was a poor child living in, in um, Dublin to uh, getting married and having children, and uh, that there are always angels around us, but it was the children that tend to see the angels. And even today, I think that young children, probably up until about the age of three or something, they see things that we don't see because they're still so close to that time period. They are. You have to remember children have just come from heaven. And let's say, you know, they're under the age where, where humanly they can be conditioned by us adults. It's, it's us adults 
who who'd have children, you know, unless something is solid. Well, know, I have to tell you something. Chair, it's not real. So yesterday I was coaching a little girl uh, who is only five years old for acting. She walked into my office for the first time, Lorna, and I have some feathers in there. And the first thing that she saw a feather, she said, Mommy, look, it's a sign from Grandpa. And yeah, because yeah. from the, her grandfather died when she was just 18 months old, and she found a feather. And she's always felt that her grandfather's around her. And I told, so I told her about your book, Angels in My Hair, and I said, these are signs. And I think it made me think of the feather that you found that came, well, didn't find, that came out of the heavens. It came out of the heavens and, and down to me and I had to jump to catch it. Yeah. Um, and, and that was a very precious time for myself because it was a time when I was feeling so down and so low and I had asked the angels, you know, that I needed cheering up. I needed, you know, to feel a little bit better. And when I was in the college, you know, I was walking along and I was feeling sad. And um, I just saw the angels in the heavens, you know, in the sky, and they were absolutely enormous. And they were coming closer, and I was just told to watch. And I could see what I thought was, at first, how could I be seeing that it's so far away, a little tiny feather, you know? And yet I could. And yet when... um, I jumped and caught it. I had realized that I actually hadn't been moving, but yet I had been walking. Yeah. You know, the angels always do that. You know, it's like stop time. It was, it and, was a really um, powerful a part in your book, Angels in My Hair. Yeah. Lorna Byrne is the, is the author. You know, one thing that struck me that I wanted to, to bring out to our listeners is that you have had a very challenging and difficult life although you have these wonderful heavenly beings around you. And what this said to me is that just because we have um, the angels in our lives, that it doesn't mean that our lives are going to be easy. And it's not like we can just ask them for, you know, for health and money and, and whatever. It's, we still have free will and choice. So do you get asked that question often is, you know, with all this, this spiritual help that you have, why didn't your why wasn't your life less um painful? painful. You were you really suffered from yeah. poverty, from yeah. hunger, from the death early death of your beloved husband, from losing a child to watching friends die. Do 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 you get asked that and do you have an answer for us? I I do get asked that, but um, I wouldn't change it for anything. You know, the angels uh, have been my best friends and companions all my life, and I know no other life. Um, and I was happy, too, even though times were, were sad and were very hard. Um, but it's my life, too, and that's one thing the angels and God have always taught me. I have to live my human life as well, even though I see angels as clearly as I would see you if you were here with me in this room. Now, can you, you see, know? and you see angels around other people, too, right? All, all the time, not mm. just the, not just the it, it the sounds like it's a angel, bit disconcerting but... sometimes because you've actually had you know premonitions of things to come, and when you, you know you would see that someone like your neighbor Alice's father who who was away in England and finally moved yeah. home, and then you actually saw that he was going to die, and that had to be those had to be very hard for you because you couldn't stop it. Yes, as, as a young child, it was extremely hard, and I would give out to God and the angels all of the time. 
Um, but yet spiritually, I I was to to help my my friend, you know, my my little friend, and all of that. And I was to be there spiritually, you know, sitting on the swing in the back in the back garden while her her dad um, passed over and went with the angels. Um, and I suppose as a young child, I was to ask that prayer. You know, I was to ask that her dad would be there spiritually for her because she was so attached to her dad. She loved him very much. And things like that did tear me apart and still do today at times. Well, I wanted to ask you about writing your book because this was something that you were told a long time ago that you were going to have to document it. What was the final, what, what was the actual, okay, now's the time? How did you, how did it just feel? It just happened. I know that you've, you've talked about Jean in here and the many people that you acknowledge yes. being yes. so there and bringing this to life. It feels like there was a huge movement around you that this, these were words that had to be told and this was the moment. Yes, uh, and what I would say to, to people when that question is asked, you know, um, it wasn't my choosing that this was the time. It was God's choosing because um, God has said to me, this is the time, you know, for the book to be written and because the world needs it to give them back hope and back faith again and back, you know, belief in life, you know, to realize how precious we are and that there's loads and loads of hope out there. Um, and we don't die. We actually don't die. I've never, um, how would I say, seen a person without a soul. Every human being has a soul, regardless of, you know, their beliefs or nationality or anything like that. And we are all precious. And I see every single human being. Now Now we're traveling the world, you know, going to different countries. Um, I, I see every single human being, good or bad, because people would say, does a bad person have a guardian angel? And yes, they do. See, that, you know, I, and, and that's everyone. important, I think, to know. And that does give us hope. And I know that I, you know, most people listening have had tragedies or deaths in their lives, and they probably mm-hmm. have loved ones, you know, whether it is a, a child, which is the worst, I think is one of the worst things mm-hmm. to have happen mm-hmm. to you, to lose a child at an early age, you know, or a parent or a good friend or a spouse who have died. And what I loved in your book is that it made me feel that we're still all together, that the souls are connected, that they're really there for you. And, you know, I know that I talk to my dad, who, and well, I, he, he, life, he wants to talk to me, and I know that he's there. And, and you know, nobody's going to tell me that I'm crazy. <laughs> Maybe and I'm crazy, you're, but I you're believe not it. not crazy it's at all. <laughs> Not crazy at all. That's that's what we have to have to remember, you know, when someone we love, even if it's a child or a mother or, you know, an uncle or a best friend, you know, their soul doesn't die and they are there for us when, when we need them. You know, and it's your guardian angel who allows that soul to come in and I've never seen a guardian angel refuse. Um, well I have the to tell you something funny. One. You've probably heard this from other people who you've spoken with. But here in California, there's a huge parking problem. We have a lot of cars, and I have a parking angel. And so when I'm driving and I'm, I'm late for an appointment, you know, as 
I'm always seem to be rushing. There's always so much to do. I immediately, you know, about five minutes before I get to the spot, I start talking to my parking angel and saying, please, parking angel, I have to have a place in front. And it's you know what? <laughs> I always get a place right where I want it. My husband laughs at me, except for when he needs a parking spot. And then he says, will you talk to your angel? And so I, I thought, okay, if I have a parking years. angel, I need to call on other angels for other parts of the life as well. Well, that's that's what we should do all of the time. You know, there's so many angels, even now, still unemployed, even though I would say the book now has helped people, you know, to employ more angels. They're, they're waiting on us just I, to ask them for help. And I love and, that. And with that, that Lorna, we're going to give out your website because we have our other guest uh, on the show here. Okay. But there are so many unemployed angels out there. And when Lorna is asking you, call on your angels. They're waiting. They want to be employed. They want to help you. They want to be there to support you and give you love and give you hope. And it is the best feeling ever. The book is Angels in My Hair. The author is Irish Lorna Byrne, and you can tell she is a very caring, loving person, a modern-day mystic. Her website is lornabyrne.com. It's L-O-R-N-A-B-Y-R-N-E.com. Lorna, do you want to leave us with, with one last thought? Well, I, I suppose I would say um, just keep on asking your angels for help, if, even if you don't believe in angels, you know, um, or have no faith at all. Just put it to one side and give yourself that chance of hope to realize that there's more to life, you know, than just material things. And um, just ask your angels. You have nothing to lose, only something wonderful to discover. Oh, I love that. So discover your angels, ask your angels. Get Angels in Your Hair, author Lorna Barron. Lorna, thank you so much for joining us all the You're way welcome. from Ireland and give my love to that beautiful country where I have so I many good indeed. friends. And I just really appreciate you uh, coming on at this late hour for you. And best of success with your book. Thank you. Thank you. Thank well, you, Lorna. Now. <laughs> well, now we're God going bless. to talk with Ben Thompson, who has written this really fun and actually extremely funny book. It's an unstoppable collection of the most hardcore figures who have ever put on chain mail or ran screaming into battle. The book is called Badass, and Ben is with us. Welcome, Ben, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Hi, thanks for having me on the show. I know, I think you, you probably think it's crazy. We're going from angels to badass, but you know what? <laughs> Who knows? I, those, those, uh, your characters could also have been some kind of an angel. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, I, I, uh, you know, everybody in the book is for real, but, you know, there's some badass angels. You know, look at St. Michael, right? St. Michael's the guy who is uh, supposed to have thrown Satan out of heaven, right? There you, know? you go, so you and he's a major angels. archangel. He's always with a sword. <laughs> exactly, he's, a, he's major. There's many of them, but, boy, yeah, he, he would be considered one of your badass, right? He is, yeah. So I actually wrote about him on the website. for our listeners what is actually badass, because... It is really a powerful term, and I love it that you have so many women in here as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, in terms of trying to define what I, what I wanted to do with this, with this book uh, is, you know, basically 
you've got on the one hand you've got guys who are and women who are you know sort of these heroic figures you know you've got uh, i've got a woman in there in there named uh, augustina of aragon right that is and so she, funny that is the page i'm turned on number pay uh, oh, chapter 28 <laughs> i was <laughs> going to ask you about her so see the angels are telling me there she goes there, that's it. Yeah, no, she was a uh, she was just a regular peasant girl living in Saragossa when uh, Napoleon and his men came in to uh, to attack, and they put the they put the city under siege. It was this kind of peaceful town, uh, and you know while the battle is going on, it's looking really hopeless for the Spanish defenders. Uh, and you know the Napoleon's troops come through the gates, uh, they wipe out this entire cannon crew. Uh, you know people start to start to flee, uh, and there's this cannon that's nearby Augustino, who like I said was just this peasant girl. Uh, and the cannon, the cannon crew ditches. They run for it. They think it's hopeless. Uh, but she, you know, is inspired to to do something to make a difference uh, and defend her homeland. So she runs up. She grabs the lit torch. She sticks it into the cannon. She uh, blasts these French, uh, this French company right before it gets to the cannon. Uh, and then she just starts working the gun by herself, reloading it herself. Uh, and you know, she becomes this kind of turns the tide of the battle because they see this bravery that this woman is showing and, uh, you know, running this cannon by herself. The defenders fight. They push the French out. Uh, she becomes sort of this national hero. And, you know, by the end of the Napoleonic Wars in Spain, she's actually commanding an artillery battery under the Duke of Wellington. Isn't it? I mean, I just, it's amazing because you, people don't even know about her so much. And like you said, there's so many, uh, so many of these heroes or villains in here that might be people you haven't heard of, because we always hear of Joan of Arc or, or something like that. But the case is, is that there are many, many people who are, have just gone into battle to protect whatever it is. And I wanted to talk about Anne Bonnie, because we, <laughs> of course you have Blackbeard in there, but I'm crazy about pirates. And yeah. she was one of the, the really great, uh, in my opinion, she was ruthless, but she dressed as a man. Tell us about Anne. And and kind of is the other end of the spectrum from Augustina of Aragon. So you know when I'm writing about these badasses, you know it, it encompasses. I'm trying to you know the, the the toughest thing with this book is trying to articulate what unifies somebody like Augustina, who's this heroine, this heroine of her people, versus Anne Bonny, who is this cutthroat, super violent, super vicious uh, pirate. Uh, and people anyway. actually thought she was, and she was born in Ireland, people actually thought she was a man. I mean, and anybody on the ship who said she wasn't, they got killed. <laughs> Right. Yeah, she had the entire crew. You know, she was uh, the she was the lover of the pirate captain Calico Jack, but nobody Which else knew that famous, she was a woman. Right. Because right, she dressed as a, as a man for the whole time. Uh, eventually, they caught on that she was a woman, um, but. At that point, she had just proved how ruthless, you know, it was bad luck back in the pirate days to have a woman on board, uh, but she had already proved that she was so ruthless and violent and, you know, one of the, tough, you know, the toughest pirate on board that when they realized she was a woman, they were like, oh, yeah, it's all right, you can stay, you know, you can hang out, you just keep doing your thing. <laughs> well, so yeah, then, then we got Mary Reed that, that came on board with her, and between mm -hmm. the two of them, uh, they were really, they were pirates that um, made history. 
Yeah, definitely. One of my favorite stories about Anne Bonny and Mary Reed is that uh, when the you know the the, the pirate crew had just um, the Revenge had just captured this this wealthy ship and they'd taken all of these uh, all of these jewels and money and all of this stuff and the pirates were all celebrating. They were all drinking a bunch of rum. They got very drunk and then the British showed up to arrest them uh, and everybody was basically knew their goose was cooked at this point. Uh, you know, none of the men actually fight back. The British are coming. Mary Reed and Anne Bonny are the only two members of the crew who grab their pistols and their swords and they run out and they try to take on all these British by themselves. They're eventually overwhelmed and as they're being dragged back to like go into the brig, they take their pistols and turn them on their own men for being cowards. I love that line when uh, uh, Calico Jack visited her in jail because they're both uh, Anne Bonnie and um, um, uh, Mary were put in jail so were Calico Jack. He was going to go to the, I guess he was being hung, wasn't he? Wasn't mm-hmm, Calico yeah. Jack hung? Yeah, so, he was hung. And she says to him, you know, the last words instead of you were my lover or whatever is that if, if, sorry, Jack, if you had fought like a man, you wouldn't be dying like a dog. Yeah, and she's pregnant with his child at this point. And yeah, she says, and if you fought out like prison, a man, right? you wouldn't be about to die belly. like a dog. And that's it. I mean, you never hear from her again. Nobody knows what happened to her after she left. She went free because they didn't hang pregnant women back in this time period. You know, she was basically given a stay of execution. And nobody uh, knows what happened to her. I mean, we have no idea where she went after that. <laughs> well, and you go throughout history. You have Genghis Khan, of course, in there, and Alexander mm-hmm. the Great. But you even have somebody that I thought was fascinating, like Tesla. He, he did not get, and I mean, this mad scientist who never really got credit for his inventions of AC current because Thomas Edison took the credit for the light bulb. Tell us a little bit about Tesla. Tesla was great. Tesla is like the ultimate, you know, he was so brilliant. Uh, you know, he invented most of the patents that were used to develop radio. He uh, created, he popularized and utilized AC current, which is what we use for all electricity, all home electricity nowadays. And, you know, he kind of represents, you know, I, I wanted to say, show with Tesla in the book that you don't have to kill people to be badass. You just have to have something that you really want to accomplish and you just have to, you know, go all out for it. He was just so brilliant and so well-educated and, you know, he was conceptual these ridiculous inventions in his head. You know, most people can't replicate his, uh, his experiments even to this day because he, it only existed in his head. So, I mean, just incredibly brilliant person. See, and this is, I like that, too, because at first when you, when you start to read the book, you think, oh, you've got to be brutal and blah, blah, but that totally isn't the case. You know, no. you can really just be brilliant. I mean, let's look at yourself. You are considered the badass expert. I mean, you absolutely love history. You have a degree in history and political science. And it sounds like you have been having a blast with your website, which mm-hmm. is badassoftheweek.com. Mm-hmm. And people are just really responding to it. What got you, yeah, obviously it's your love of history, but what made you decide to do a collection of all these incredibly different people from all over the world that are just going full force? Yeah, I mean, there's, it's just every, everywhere. I mean, and going back to this nonviolent stuff, I mean, even you want to take somebody like Gandhi. I mean, Gandhi, you, he's a badass, right? I mean, he oh, almost yeah. starved himself to death just to, you know, liberate his people from colonialism. I mean, that's, that's great. Uh, and, you know, these are just the stories that when I was growing up, uh, you know, my dad was really into history. He had done history in school, and he had this great way of talking about these 
people from the past and making them real life people, you know, and just kind of, you know, they're not just old dead white people in a book. They're, you know, this is the actual person. Here's how they would have reacted to these situations. Here's, you know, and, and, and I think most people who are really into history have at some point had somebody who was able to do that for them. Uh, and that's kind of what I wanted to do because, you know, I, I had heard, had all these great stories, heard all these, you know, this really cool stuff from my dad. And then, you know, I go to, I went to school, went to high school, went to college, studied history, and like some professors can just take this great material and make it so boring. I'm just going to say, you know, when I was reading this, Ben, and we're talking to Ben Thompson, he is the author of Badass, a relentless onslaught of the toughest toughest warlords, Vikings, samurai, pirates, gunfighters, (laughs) and military commanders to ever live, as well as, as you can tell, he has a lot of great people in here who did really positive things. Why you need to be a professor? I was thinking how fun it would be to be in a classroom with you talking and teaching history because this book brings the characters alive. And I'm a history major as well, so I agree with you. We have to read all this boring stuff with dates. I want to see the swashbuckling. I want to be there. I want to smell it and feel it. And uh, with your book, that's where I am. Good, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, if you look at it, it's like everything that has ever happened is history. So, I mean, there's got to be something in there that's going to grab people and, you know, there's got to be some way to connect to people through history because, you know, everybody's interested in something and it all came from somewhere. So, you know, you know I particularly gravitate, you know, I'm perpetually, you know, a 13-year-old boy and I want to hear these great violent action movie type stories. So those are the ones that I wanted to try to tell in, uh, in, in the book here, you know, because that's sort of what grabs me the most, but there's, there's so many great things that have happened in history, so many incredible stories that, you know, in a lot of ways, it's better than some of the fiction that's out there because it's all actually happened. You know, these are real people who, who did these incredible things. Well, then that's the amazing thing is that they are real people. And when we get into the, the ancient history, you know, like uh, Genghis Khan um, mm-hmm. I, or, uh, or Leonidas, I feel... They, or maybe the one you start with, Ramsey, Ramsey the second, uh, they really were frightening people. I mean, what made them tick? You know, you, I just can't even imagine conquering entire civilizations and b- building those, the pyramids and putting your inscription on everything as Ramsey did. Mm-hmm. You, what's your insight on them? What made them keep going and why are, do we still know about them today? Well, you know, Ramsey's like, like, like you said, he put his inscription on everything. That's why we know about him. He wouldn't let anybody forget about it. Yeah, he was a god. I, I loved the way that you said that even when he absolutely lost the battle, he mm-hmm. had a great press crew that went out and talked about how they just slammed everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's it, you know, and, and the, the one thing that ties a guy in, like, you know, and that, that ties the whole badass structure together is that you, you have a guy like a Gandhi, and then you have a guy like a Genghis Khan who you know, is credited with killing millions of people across Central Asia in, like, his bloody rampage. But what ties everybody together is that they had one thing that they wanted to accomplish, you know, whether it's conquest, whether it's, you know, destruction, whether it's making yourself the most memorable pharaoh to ever live, whether it's, you know, liberating your homeland. They had this one thing that they wanted to accomplish, and they just went for it, and they didn't let anybody stop them, and they didn't let anything get in their way. Uh, and that was it, you know, they're, they're, this is what I'm doing, and I'm going for it. And anybody who gets in my way, you know, out. <laughs> so what can we as ordinary human beings, how can we be a positive badass? 
how can we be more like the Gandhis and the, the Archangel Michael? I mean, what can we do to make sure? Because I think there's that message in your book of what you just said, is that when you believe in something, you go all out for it, and you're willing to make the sacrifice. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I tried to, with the book, overlook whether or not they were morally good or evil, as, ter- as, you know, as long as they, you know, whatever you want to do, you just have to go for it. You know, even take, you know, this book or the website or anything in the beginning, you know, I just was like, I want to write this stuff. What do I have to lose? I'll just go for it or whatever. I'll just put it out there. Maybe somebody will want to publish it. You know, and you, you have nothing to lose, but everything to gain just by taking the chance and going for something. And, I love it. Uh, it's one of the it. messages that we have on the show. Show is uh, is to go out on a limb because that's where the fruit is. It's take a risk, be wild and crazy. So we love that. Let's give your website again, and I want to tell our listeners with uh, a donation to the charity of Be the Star You Are, be the star you are dot org. You will get a copy of Badass by Ben Thompson. So I thank you for that, Ben. That uh, we have these to give away. So the website, if you want to have a lot of fun and get some historical perspective, you want to go to badassoftheweek.com, and you want to pick up a copy of the book, Badass by Ben Thompson, or make a donation to the charity, and you will get one. So that's, you know, that's a kind of a win-win. Just give us a final, a final message, Ben. Well, the final message would, would be what I, what, you know, kind of what I was just saying is to just, you know, Whatever you want to do, just do it. You know, if you've if you've been sitting there and you have this great idea for a book and you've been wanting to pitch it or even wanting to write it or you know you have this idea for a script or you know you want to try to get a promotion at your job. I mean, whatever you want to do, just do it and don't think about what could happen. You just have to go for it and don't you know just think of yourself like Genghis Khan. He's not gonna you know Genghis Khan came from extreme poverty. His mother uh, would catch rats and cook rat meat for him and his well, brother. So it's, Be- the, uh, the message just, is don't. Stop. Go for it. Well, yeah. Ben, thank you so much for joining us on Star Style. Be the star you are. Ben Thompson, author of Badass. Go to badassoftheweek.com. It's been a pleasure being your host today. I am Cynthia Bryan. You've been listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We're with you every week where we bring you the authors and the experts, and we hope that they ex- help you excel in life and enhance your daily living for more information about the charity, go to be the star you are.org. Until we celebrate next week, just be the star you are and go out into the world and do it. I'm Cynthia Bryan. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me. Thanks again for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about Be the Star You Are nonprofit corporation, please visit be the star you are.org. That's be the star you are.org. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. Enjoy a stellar week. You're a seeker, a dreamer, courage to give every special...